I love that you've brought up models there because that is the easiest way to be able to show and explain to clients what the outcome is. But don't be afraid to refine it as you go along because you're not the same person today that you were yesterday. We don't have the same expertise. We don't have the same skill set. You know, all of these things get better as we move through life. Becoming a better expert doesn't suddenly help people realize that everyone everywhere should suddenly buy from you. Getting better at positioning your offer in a way that really resonates with your client does. And as long as you're at least competent in what you'll do, you'll grow much faster. Welcome to the Influence by Design podcast. I'm Samantha Riley, authority positioning strategist for coaches and experts. If you're ready to build a business that gives you more than just a caffeine addiction and you dream of making more money, having more time and having the freedom to be living your best life, then you're in the right place. It's time to level up. Welcome to today's episode of Influence by Design. I'm your co-host for today, Smith Riley, and joined, as always, on Thursday with the wonderful Tim Hyde. Welcome, Tim. Hey, Sam. How are you doing? I'm doing so good. And you? You must be getting close to going away. I am. I am. It's, uh, I don't know, seven days, six days, nine, seven days, six days, and I don't know. 10 hours or something, not that I'm counting. <laughs> 37 minutes, 12 37 seconds, minutes. 11, 10. Yeah. Well, it's a 2.30 a.m. flight, which I'm not you know, entirely about uh, out of Melbourne. Yep. But, yeah, a holiday that's been probably three, maybe four years in planning. Yep. Um, when, I, when I said, you know, to a couple of mates, you know, let's all go to, to France for the Rugby World Cup to celebrate our 50th birthdays. I think it's fantastic. So, I think it's such such good. And the couple of guys I've I've known now, you know, pretty much for thirty eight years. So we first met in year seven at at, uh, at high school. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's been a long time coming to kind of celebrate this and having a bit of a boys trip, leaving the the kids and wives and you know responsibilities behind for a little bit just to completely get away. I think it's fantastic. I'm really looking forward to it. But as you know, as we talk about so often on this show, Sam, you know. It, Business is just the catalyst, the thing mm. that allows us to live our lives the way we want to live them. And, uh, 100%. And it's those things that keep us going and keep us motivated. And, you know, as much as, and I know you and I love our businesses so much, and it's a huge part of our lives. And I feel very blessed and grateful that I'm in that position because so many people hate what they do. And I know you feel the same, but it's just so great to be able to then have these amazing opportunities available off the back of this. So good. Yeah. Well, one of my big passions, travel uh, and, mm-hmm. you know, travel and food and experiencing culture through mm-hmm. through those sort of two things. And I think you learn so much, not only about other people, but also about yourself when you, when you put yourself into other scenarios like that. Mm-hmm. And I was reflecting the other day, I've been quite privileged that my business has allowed me to travel so much. And with the exception of 2021, when mm-hmm. no one was really traveling anywhere. <laughs> yeah. You know, like even in 2020, I managed to travel overseas as well. So pretty much every year, almost going back as far as I can remember now, I've I've been able to travel overseas somewhere, mm-hmm. which has been fantastic. So, you know, mm. I really enjoy it. And, you know, I've, I've designed a business that allows me to be able to do that. And if, I, if necessary, I can take my business with me. Yeah. Well, I think that leads beautifully into today's topic. We're talking about essentially the foundational blocks for 
attracting more leads into your business. And this is what's going to enable us to do these other things in our life. Because when our business is financially abundant, I guess, let's say that, you know, it gives us more opportunities in all areas of our life. And specifically, we're talking about how to attract more leads today by getting clarity on your message and your offer, which is for me, this, when I have new clients start with me, this is always the piece that we start on, always, 100% of the time, because I find that this piece people really struggle with. And, you know, when we're in business, as one of my clients said to me on a call today, she's went, you know, she came onto our group call. She's like, you know, there's only so much you can talk to yourself or to the walls of your office, right? <laughs> it's, you know, you need to have these bouncing off other people. And I think that this is this conversation helps you to get clearer on your message and clearer on your offer. Yeah, I think this is, this is you're right, absolutely right. <laughs> and I love the, uh, you know, you're just talking to the walls of your office um, too, mm. too much. This is one of those areas I feel that, you know, when you look around yourself at, at other businesses in the same space as you and you think, what are they doing, right? I, like, like I'm, I'm better than them. I have more experience than them. I'm better than them, you know, but what are they doing to suddenly, you know, scale and grow and, and, and do whatever? Mm-hmm. It's probably because of this area, right? I would They've say. Somehow managed to nail an offer in a way that really resonates with the people that they're selling to. Absolutely. They may not be good at anything else, and then they're probably definitely not better than you at what you do. But becoming a better expert doesn't suddenly help people realize that, you know, everyone everywhere should suddenly buy from you. Mm. Getting better at positioning your offer in a way that really resonates with your client does. Mm. And as long as you're at least competent in what you'll do, right, you'll grow much faster. Absolutely. Someone said to me years ago, and I've always kept this in the back of my mind, is that your marketing will change more people's lives than your program ever will. And that's that's a real shift in thinking, right? Because as business owners, you know, we often think we need to do the next certification or, you know, we need to be, you know, the best at what we do. And for most of the people in my world, I honestly believe that they are. They're absolute experts in what they do but maybe don't take the marketing piece as seriously as they could, which means that they're not growing the business to the level that they're capable of. So let's talk about this today, Tim. Okay. And something you said before we started recording, and it was just a great catalyst for you know what we're going to talk about, is essentially the very first thing you need to do is completely pivot your thinking from I've got this program and this is why you should do it and changing that thinking so that you're not looking through and thinking and acting through your eyes, but rather thinking and looking and acting through the eyes of your perfect future client. And as you said, why should someone actually care? Yeah, I think this is a really key thing. And I, we get into this space, I think because we, we've, so much passion and energy and kind of design into our program, you know, or the thing that we do for clients, we kind of push that. We tend to sort of push that front and center and center and go, oh my God, you know, well, here's my, here's my program. And there's seven modules and six lessons in each and there's videos. And, you know, you get one hour of face-to-face consulting time a week. And we've got a group, you know, group mentoring thing on Facebook. 
Mm-hmm. You know, we have an office hours and someone's sitting there going, it just sounds like so what stuff, right? And this mm. is, you almost need to answer this so what question. Mm-hmm. Like, no one gives a shit about any of that stuff. Mm. Totally. You know, what they care about is can you solve their problem? How quickly can you solve their problem, right? And what will it cost them in terms of opportunity cost, right? And I'll say opportunity cost because people can solve their own problems, right? You know, let's not sort of mm-hmm. get ourselves mm-hmm. that your clients can't learn your skill set. Yeah. To solve their own problem, but the opportunity cost of the time it takes to, you know, learn your expertise mm. compared to, right, what it would cost them in cash to get it and solve it now, mm-hmm. that's the big difference. I've got a friend that calls this ignorance tax. Essentially, you're paying extra time or you're spending extra time to learn the thing. So it's how much ignorance tax do you want to pay? And that's essentially why people will work with you so that they can get the answer in a much shorter period of time because time is money, right? Yeah, we don't live forever. Can't imagine if we did, that would really change the dynamic of everything. (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't it just? (laughs) But even then, you know, you you are, you're paying this, the value of something is how quickly can you solve it and how easily replaceable is that? Mm. that skill set or that product or or whatever. Mm. And this is where we need to completely change the way we look at what it is and how we position our stuff to the market, right? If we get it right, well, things Mm -hmm. change real, real fast. And that's why, you know, you and I both often start with what is our offer to market? Absolutely. And and we work with clients, you know, who's the client? What is the offer? Why should they care? Mm Mm-hmm about what it is you're doing and what are you doing for them that changes their life, not how are you delivering. Mm -hmm. Yes, take away the how you're delivering it. I think starting off with who is the person you're speaking to? Who is that perfect future client? What do you know about their demographics? What do you know about their psychographics? What keeps them up at 2 a.m. and they're not sleeping? Why is it that they've got these frustrations? What is it that they fear will happen in the future? What is it that they want? What are their desires for the future? And really stepping into that person, metaphorically, of course, not physically, (laughs) stepping into that person and really understanding how they're feeling and what their motivations are. Yeah, there's that thing. I'm surprised at how few people have done that sort of, you know, fears, frustrations, wants, desires kind of transformation and you know just to sort of reiterate what you've said before right you're going to help more people with your marketing than the program mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That you do, right? and it's it really it's that transition right what we do is we we talk about the transition from before state frustrated you know fearful whatever to after state wants and desires that is what we do mm-hmm. so if we get we can articulate that in a way that really speaks to the person who's hearing it Again, we're going to sell a lot more of whatever it is that we sell. Yeah. Right. We'll have more interest. We'll be, you know, we can have people beating down our door, right? In order to go, I want that thing. And then you get to pick and choose who you want to serve. Absolutely. Now, those four questions, like what are their fears? What are their frustrations? What are their wants? And what are their desires? This is something that's not a one off event. You don't do this once and you never do it again. We use this lens for absolutely everything that we do for you know lead magnets for content creation for blog posts for podcast episodes for 
programs, like we do it for everything to really understand. And it was interesting because we've got some new coaches in our business for our coaching programs. And well, and we've got two new coaches, both of them have worked with me as clients in the past. And it's funny when we were doing some training a couple of weeks ago, she said, you know, there's this one thing that you used to do with me just about every session that I still do every day in my business. And it's this running everything through this lens of the the four forces, the fears, the frustrations, the wants and the desires. Yeah, you're right. You know, it's, it's so important to do and, and it does actually really influence how you put together everything. You know, that's the foundation of your marketing to you know, speak to the right person, not we were founded in 1998 and, you know, we do this and we have our headquarters based in Sydney and New York and Los Angeles and London, right? And 23 certificates hanging on the wall. (laughs) Here's all our awards. Yeah. Um, Those are all, you know, those are all great things. They they are. They're not the most important thing in getting your offer to market right. Yeah, totally. You could probably do without all those things and get your, you know, you'll have a successful business just by getting that offer offer right. But, you know, you're right there, Sam. Really coming back, and, and one thing I want to add to this is, the importance of continually validating this. Mm-hmm. If you've got clients already, this is fantastic mm-hmm. because you can actually go and ask them. Yes. But if you don't have clients, put it out there and go, is this the right client? And if it's not the right client, what do I need to change in that matrix to go back to market to attract the right person? Totally. So this is a really important piece. I think the next piece that you really need to focus in on or get very clear on is what is the outcome you deliver? And I I find that a lot of people really struggle to answer this too. And I'll put my hand up and say, over the years, many times this has tripped me up too. What is the outcome I deliver? You know, it's very easy to know what we do. Sometimes it's really hard to distill this down so we can talk about, well, this is the outcome, but it's an essential piece of being able to attract clients more easily. Yeah, well, this is where uh, working with someone else is becomes incredibly valuable as well, right? Oh, 100%. That person gives you perspective. Like I, I know you find it hard. I find it hard as well. Mm-hmm. You know, to really articulate in a way that my will resonate with my customer and not come with all the baggage of what I've just built for people. It's because we've got all of this knowledge in our head and it's like, we find it difficult to be able to, I guess, get to the clear water. It's like we're in the mud, we're in the reeds, where we can see all of the things. We're not able to pare away all of the stuff that isn't important. Now, what is interesting about this is that this is my absolute zone of genius and this is how I help my clients. Do I find it easy to do myself? No. I have a coach that helps me work through this, even though it is my zone of genius. So if you struggle to do this, don't think it's because, you know, you're silly or not smart or whatever it is. You know, don't tell yourself or don't serve yourself up the shit sandwich. This is extremely difficult to do on your own. Yeah. Look, I mean, we talked about this in the last episode we did together, Sam, where we talk about the importance of getting perspective, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, looking at when you sort of look at the big picture of what it is you do, you're actually getting someone in and saying, okay, do I have a an accountability partner or am I in a mastermind group or do I have a, a coach or a consultant that I work with that can give me perspective and insight into maybe looking at my business from a different perspective or different lens than I have mm-hmm. 
to go, well, what is the outcome? And it gives you the opportunity to kind of get, you know, more sets of eyes on what it is you do. Totally, totally. You know, so take your model. Yeah. Yeah. Take your model and go, what do you think the outcome of this is? What do you, you know, do you, can you see this being valuable to, to clients? And I think once you do that, and I love that you've brought up models there because that is the easiest way to be able to show and explain to clients what the outcome is. But don't be afraid to refine it as you go along because you're not the same person today that you were yesterday. We don't have the same expertise. We don't have the same skill set. You know, all of these things get better as we move through life. So what you knew to be right for you five years ago could potentially be really different now. So don't be afraid to change what those outcomes are or to change that messaging along the way. Mm, Absolutely. I think we can't lose sight of not not just one outcome, but what is the thing as well? Mm -hmm. What's our program? What's our deliverable? What's the timeframe we delivered in? And how does our client achieve the outcome that they're looking for? This has Mm -hmm. to play into it. We can't you know, just because we've sort of got some amazing marketing around all these promises, we're actually going to deliver to those promises as well, don't we? Totally. Yes. And let me just reiterate that we have to deliver to those promises. And, you know, I was having a little bit of a laugh before we start, hit record that marketers really have muddied the waters here because marketers are always trying to outdo each other. And, you know, it's, it's, it's almost at that I can help you create a seven figure business in two hours. <laughs> You know, because well, everyone wants to have the the better call to action. But here's the thing: whilst there is always going to be people that can achieve those outcomes in that short time frame, it's not the typical. We need to remember that business is such a process of refinement and distillation and testing and measuring, getting the data, making it better, trying different ways, and that that's just the way it is. I'm reminded here of, was it, I think it's something about Mary. <laughs> there, there's only one this. scene I remember in something about Ben's, Mary. <laughs> Stiller and Cameron Diaz. Right? <laughs> and I think there's a scene in there he's talking about the fact that he's a, he's a fitness coach of some description, right? And he kind of, he's developed the, the, the six-minute ab workout. <laughs> right? It's called six-minute abs. And then someone comes, you know, some other marketer. <laughs> comes along with five-minute abs and they go, oh, it's impossible, five-minute abs. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, you know, but as marketers, that's what we do. But we've got to be able to, you're right, we have to be able to deliver to that thing as well as make the promise of five-minute abs being better than six-minute abs, right? Mm. You know, the value in your offer is, that you know, how big is the problem you solve and how quickly can you solve it? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? And how easily it is to achieve that outcome, right? That kind of defines the value of your offer. Absolutely. And so if you can solve really big problems really quickly, you are worth more. 100%. If I fell over and broke my leg and I had the option of dumping on the back of a bicycle with someone to take me to the hospital or having an ambulance get me there in a couple of minutes, I would pay extra to have the ambulance. That's right. I'm reminded of an episode of Dragon's Den that I mm-hmm. saw some years ago. And if you don't know Dragon's Den, it's like Shark and Tank. You're familiar with Shark Tank. Actually, it's like Shark Tank. That's the, the BBC version of Shark Tank. And I think they're up to like 30 seasons or something, right? So, but one of the pictures that I distinctly recall, possibly because I also tell the story a bit as well, but it was a, you know, a young 
entrepreneur who came in and was pitching an attachment that you could put into your toothpaste tubes, mm-hmm. right? So whether it was your makeup tube or your toothpaste tube or the, you know, the bottle of whatever it is, you know, that you sort of have in your bathroom. Mm-hmm. And so that you could get all of the products out of the tube, right? Mm-hmm. And save you from cutting your toothpaste tube in half to get the last bit of toothpaste from. Do people do that? Oh, some people do. I didn't even know that. <laughs> there we go. Learn something every day, right? But he'd invented, he'd invented this thing. And one of the dragons said, well, what is this thing worth? If, if I'm going to put this product on all of the tubes, you know, in the country, mm-hmm. of which there are 10 billion tubes or some ridiculous number of tubes mm-hmm. produced mm-hmm. every year, what is it going to cost me per tube? And, you know, young entrepreneur says, well, I've got those numbers. You know, it's going to cost me 10 pence, Right. For every single, it's going to increase the price of this product by 10 pence for every tube we put it onto. And of course, the next question was from the dragon was, and how much product are we saving? And what's the value of the product we save by putting this extra this device on every single tube? And he goes, Oh, it's about two pence. And the next thing, next words out of the dragon's mouth was, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> right? So, you know, when we look at what our offer is. Are we solving a big enough problem? And I think just generally, if we can solve bigger problems, we should be trying to solve bigger problems. Mm. But this is a really good example, right? I've solved a problem that doesn't really exist. Mm. You know, and so my offer, as good as it is, there's no value in what it is I'm doing. Mm. Mm. Right? Yeah, you really, really need to know what that that end outcome is and the importance of where your prospect places that problem as well. Yeah. You know, just thinking about if I was going to lose weight, are we coming from you have to give up chocolate cake to lose weight? No. Do you want to look hot, you know, in a pair of bikinis at the next couple's retreat? That actually has more of a, what's the word I'm looking for? That's more desirable to me. Yeah. So it's about getting really, really clear on, what it is that your perfect future client wants. Absolutely. So, and, and you're right, Sam, I think just going through that, once you got it right, get perspective, continue to refine it. And when you do that, like the floodgates will open. Absolutely. Tim, it's been great to chat with you today. As you've been listening, I hope that you have had some light bulbs go off in some of the things that you can go back and refine and have a look into so that you can make them a little bit more clearer so that you can attract more leads into your business. If you've enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. And we'd also love you to share it on Instagram. Please tag us at the Sam Riley or at Winmore Clients so that we can share it with our audience too. And we'll see you on the next episode of Influence by Design. Thanks for joining. Thanks for joining me for this episode of the Influence by Design podcast. If you want more, head over to influencebydesignpodcast.com for the show notes and links to today's gifts and sponsors. And if you're looking to connect with other experts who are growing and scaling their business too, join us in the Coaches, Thought Leaders and Changemakers community on Facebook. The links are waiting for you over at influencebydesignpodcast.com.